You're watching the Jail Ministry Podcast. The J-A-I-L, or Jesus Acts and Inmates' Lives Ministry, is Christ-centered and provides programs focused on the prevention and intervention for the incarcerated. Jail Ministry also provides support to offenders, criminal justice professionals, victims, and their families. Thank you for your continued financial assistance. For more information, visit jailmen.org. Now here's today's lesson. Good afternoon, my brothers and sisters. This is Brother Walton, Reverend Walton. Good to see you again. Uh, glad we were together last week and we looked at all three of those things about confess your sins and God will forgive you everything you ever did. Amen. Now this week we want to start over in, uh, well, this one's titled How to Love God. Amen. How to Love God. Everybody says love God. And uh, well, how do you love God? And, and lo and behold, uh, faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Guess what? It's in the Bible. I'll tell you how to love God. All right. So you take your Bibles and turn to John chapter 14, verse 15. We'll start there. And of course, the statement is made there. If you love me, keep my commandments. Amen. And uh, uh, that's a nice place to start. But it's kind of an introduction and it doesn't really elaborate on it right there. We're going to go into the elaboration of it or the deeper explanation of it over in Deuteronomy chapter 11 and chapter 13. So the message may not be 30 minutes a day, but it'll be more than 30 minutes worth of information. Amen. It'll be a blessing to you spiritually and, and, uh, uh, and so forth. Amen. All right. So take your Bibles in John chapter 14, verse 15. I'm using the new King James today. That is the Bible I'm going to try to stick with for our ministry here and what we do, we give those Bibles out all the time, and uh, um, I think you'll get a blessing out of them. Amen. So John chapter 14, verse 15, it says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Amen. And then we know, well, what does it mean to keep my commandments? All right. So let's have a word of prayer and then we'll get to it, uh, uh, how to keep his commandments over in uh, Deuteronomy chapter 11 and chapter 13. Father, we thank you for your mercy and grace. Pray your anointing on the body, dear Heavenly Father, the mind, the soul, the spirit, on our ministry here at Jail Ministry. Dear Heavenly Father, pray we, we would uh, uh, say just that which needs to be said and uh, anoint us, give us experience, knowledge above our years and capability and understanding. We ask all this in the blessed name of thy Son. Pray for those that are listening, that their hearts, minds, and souls would be opening opening to learning your, be teachable from the word of God. We're teachable from uh, uh, food jingles and rap songs and other stuff. Let's be teachable from the almighty, everlasting, eternal word of God. The word from the creator of the universe himself, God almighty. And uh, let us not just be hearers of the word, but doers in Christ's name. Amen. So uh, we're starting here. If you love me, keep my commandments. And uh, verse 16, and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. That's the Holy Spirit that he may abide with you. This is the New Testament. We're going to go back to the Old Testament. You and I are not in the Old Testament. We're in the New Testament. The Old Testament is done away with. However, teaching from the Old Testament is not done away with. We can use some of these principles and truths that deal with loving God. He explains it more completely back here. And I ask you to turn over to Deuteronomy chapter 11. And uh, uh, get something out of this. You know, um, God saved me. For God so loved the world. He loved us. And he demonstrated his love by dying on a cross for us. After getting whipped and beaten and treated so brutally, so cruelly, so unjustly. 
because he loves you. All right. And I know I just quoted the verse John 3:16 for God so loved the world. Keep it in your mind. Yes, he loves the world, but he loves you. And uh, when he says world there, he can't just say that, you know, uh, it's more important for you. And by the way, I can't get saved for you. You can't get saved for me. I'm going to appropriate his love that he has for me. I'm going to get saved. But then to get the blessings and to uh, have the abundant life in Jesus Christ, I'm going to love him like he said to, all right, uh, 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 keeping his commandments. And, and we start here in Deuteronomy chapter 11, and he'll explain to us in three verses uh, uh, some details or some meat on that love. I tell people I love my wife. Well, I say I love my wife and then I'm punching her out. Well, that's a, that's a weird kind of love. I say I love my wife, but uh, I cuss her out. Well, that's a weird kind of love. That's, that's not in the Bible and that's not what God's talking about when he says love. God says he loves, uh, excuse me, let, me, let me do one more. I say I love my wife, but I don't ever talk to her or tell her I love her. That's a weird kind of love. In fact, that's a, that's a, a, a dysfunctional, abnormal, uh, twisted, or perverted love. All three of those examples I gave you. Lover is Christ. God said, husbands, love your wives as Christ. Love the church. Amen. Uh, fathers, love your children. Don't provoke them under wrath. He gave some meat to that thing. Amen. Train them up in the way they should go. Amen. So turn over to Deuteronomy chapter 11. I hope you're already there. Verse 1. Therefore, now he's talking about love here, okay? You shall love the Lord your God and keep his charge. Amen. And, and charge there is talking more about obedience, all right? His statutes, his judgments, and his commandments always keep his charge. He wants you to obey his divine commandments that he's given you in the Bible. Amen. I just gave you some about loving your children and loving your wife. Amen. Uh, uh, he gave you a general uh, if you love me, keep my commandments. Well, there's a, there's a bunch of them, amen? But in general, right here, he just told you in general, therefore you shall love the Lord your God and keep his charge. That's what it says in King James, uh, New King James, and charge there would be obey him, amen? If you love me, obey me. Read my book, learn what I say, and obey me, amen? Uh, uh, no, we're not under the Ten Commandments. No, we're not under the law. I tell you what, you may not be under the Ten Commandments or under the law anymore, but you do good if you obeyed it as best you could. Not so you can go to heaven, but because you are going to heaven. Not so you can go to heaven, but because you are a child of God. You're a Christian. All right? So we ought to walk like a Christian. We ought to talk like a Christian. We ought to think like a Christian. When some crazy old evil, dirty, nasty, or rotten thoughts come in my, I hate him. I don't like him or this, that, and the other. I don't know. What do you do? I just don't like him. Okay, well, that's contrary to God. Just hating people to hate him. Amen. That's not Christian. Amen. So therefore you shall love the Lord your God and keep his charge, his commandments always. Verse two, knowing today that I do not speak with your children <laughs> who have not known and who have not seen the chastening of the Lord your God. The group he's speaking here, uh, about two million people came out of Egypt, out of slavery. Two million Jews came out of there, and when they put the blood on the top of the doorpost and the two sides, the lintel and the two side posts, when they did that, they were showing that they believed God and they got saved. A lot of us that I'm talking to, you'll say, well, a long time ago I prayed and got saved, but I ain't really saved no more. I lost it or this, that, and the other. You didn't lose your salvation. 
<laughs> and you did get it when you received him in your heart. What you lost is obeying God, all right, and putting on the whole armor of God, amen? And uh, in verse 2, he says, Know today that I do not speak to your children who have not known and who have not seen the chastening of the Lord your God, chastening, child training, spanking, disciplining. These people are the descendants of the ones who came out. Nobody but Joshua, two people out of two million made it into the promised land. They all came out. The promise, they had had the promise 550, 600 years from Abraham. This land known as Israel. You'll come out of Egypt and you'll go into Israel and everywhere your foot goes, you'll own it. They never entered into faith, rest. They never entered into rest, faith. They never entered the promised land. Some of you are saved and not because of God and not because of the Bible, not because of the Holy Spirit, but because you do not read the word and learn what he says about obey my commands. You will never enter his rest. All right. God bless you. I love you. You being in jail is not entering his rest. Amen. All right. That is that is not it. He wants you to live for God and be out here and serve him out here and wherever you're from in your community and your family and in your area. And he wants you to tell people about Christ and he wants you to live it. He wants you to tell them with your mouth and live it with your walk or your lifestyle. Amen. Love the Lord to God with all your heart and soul and mind. Amen. That'll be the next one we read in a second. And he says, you haven't known the chastening hand of the Lord. God bless you. I love you. Some of us who've been to jail like me uh, or been incarcerated, but we know the chastening hand of the Lord. You don't got to go to jail to know the chastening hand of the Lord either. Amen. But there ain't no doubt in my mind if you're in jail, you definitely understand God is doing something. Amen. By the way, God chastens you. The word chastening has to do with child training. Verse two is talking about child training. And he's saying, you know what? You may be numerically adult, but I'm going to have to do some child training, some disciplining to get you to see, to walk the right way and to obey my commands. Amen. Like he's talking about right here. Skip down with me if you would. I, I know I didn't read all of verse two. Uh, I wanted to get that chastening part out. Well, let me go ahead and read the whole thing. Know today that I do not speak with your children who have not known that, uh, who have not known and who have not seen the chastening of the Lord your God. His greatness and his mighty hand and his outstretched arm. His greatness and his mighty hand. He can do anything he wants. His outstretched arm. Do you understand God's got his hand stuck out to you right now? He wants you to grab his hand and he's going to lead you through life and you're going to succeed. You're going to endure or you're going to have the blessings of God. Uh, uh, John 10, 10. I've come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Amen. I've come, they might have eternal life, they get saved, and have it more abundantly. Quality of life. I assure you, being in jail or prison is not quality of life. Amen? That's, that's not what he wanted. Amen? Now, some of us are uh, triple digits or whatever the case may be. Uh, he's going to allow that to be. Amen? And, and we ought to do all we can with wherever we're at. Amen? But by and large, normally, that's not what he wants to do. He wants you to be out here with your wife and kids or husband and kids and raising them for Christ. Amen. So, so um, uh, verse 8, Therefore you should keep every commandment which I command you today, that you may be strong and go in and possess the land which, which uh, you cross over to possess. I'm not going to read any more in verse 8, but you see what he says. He says, Obey every command and you can possess this land. You can possess the blessing that I've got for you. 
the second verse I want to give you, verse one is obedience, obey, amen? If you know God says, by the way, if you're having trouble obeying God, don't just throw in the towel. Say, God, I, I understand this is what you're telling me. Help me to do what you tell me to do. I need your supernatural power to do this, amen? For me, it was uh, pot and liquor and women and whoring around and all that stuff. God helped me do right and God blessed me, amen? He helped me and uh, uh, helped me uh, get on the right foot and uh, uh, start living for him the right way. Uh, chapter 11 of Deuteronomy, verse 13. And it shall be that if you earnestly obey my commandments, which I command you today to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, that I will give you the rain for your land in its season, the early rain and the latter rain, that you may gather in your grain, your new wine and your new oil. Amen. Let me say something to you. He's telling you, if you obey me, prosperity is all in it too. Amen. I'm not saying you're going to be crept low dollar and have a billion dollars. That's not what I'm talking about. You're, you're missing the idea. That's, that's not it. But you're going to succeed. Amen. You're at least going to be in the middle class. Amen. You're going to make it. You're going to have enough to do with what you need it. The early latter rain, the early rain is when you plant the crops. The latter rain is the last month before you harvest the crops. This was an agrarian culture, a uh, society. And so they grow all this stuff and then they go out and sell it. All right. Some of it they keep for themselves and some of it they sell. All right. There was no Walmart. Uh, I don't know the names of the store where you're at. H-E-B where I'm at. Uh, Kroger's, A.M.P., uh, Marsh's, you know, all these stores. Uh, uh, Piggly Wiggly in South Carolina. I'm not over there anymore, but used to be. All right. What a name of a store, Piggly Wiggly. That's why I always remember that one. Um, never thought I'd get a chance to say oh, while I was preaching about Piggly Wiggly, but amen, I got one today. Amen. And it shall be that you shall earnestly obey my commandments, which I command you today to love the Lord your God and to serve him, watch this, with some of your heart. No, all your heart. With some of your soul. No, with all your soul. Amen. That I will give you the rain for your land in its season. What, what would that do for them? It would make them prosperous, amen? It would make them successful. They would always have food on the table, amen? They would, they would always have bread. They would always have whatever they need. They, they would have what you need to do what you need to do it with so you can succeed and be a success in life. God is willing to give that to you, amen? God allowed me. I could barely make it through high school. I could barely make it through junior high school without getting kicked out. In fact, my sister's son was so bad that uh, uh, he did get kicked out and they would never let him come back to school. And eventually, of course, he got in more trouble and he spent all of his, uh, from 11 years old to 18 years old, or 17 and 11 months, spending in juvenile detention. And a uh, uh, sad, sad story. He got right when he got out because I was over there talking to him every day I could. Amen. And, uh, uh, but he didn't need to go through all that. He just needed to go through this right here. Amen. And make your mind, and by the way, when God sees you're trying your dead level best, he's going to help you, amen? When he sees you trying, he's going to bless the rest of that thing and, and make it work out for you, amen? And uh, verse 13, then I will give you the rain for your land and its season, the early rain and the latter rain. That directly deals with the production of your crops. You know, uh, sometimes you'll see these ungodly places uh, where they have no Christianity, they have no Bible, and they don't allow that sort of thing. You'll see those people suffering and their crops. They'll just, they'll barely produce enough fruit just to stay alive. And you'll think, man, what's going on? Man, they're not obeying God. They're not getting saved. They're not reading the Bible. And the government doesn't allow Christianity. You know, North Korea, they're starving to death. The people went out and, and picked grass and was boiling it. 
uh, uh, China, when Mao was there, they lost 50 million people. One-seventh the population of the United States today. 50 million people died because the communists told them what to do and so forth. And it's contrary to the word of God. And the crop failure happened and they died. Amen. They say now they'd never do that again. Amen. So verse 13, listen obediently to God's commandments is loving the Lord. Amen. It should be that you earnestly obey my commandments, which I command you today to love the Lord your God. So the second way we're talking about it is diligently uh, uh, listen obediently to his commands. Are you listening with an obedient heart? Whatever he says, I'm going to try to do it with all my heart, soul, mind, and body. Amen. That's what he's telling you. The first one is this loving, uh, the way you say loving God is I'm going to obey God. Here, loving him is listening with an obedient ear. Amen. Loving the Lord. Amen. And skip down with me, if you would, to verse 22, Deuteronomy 11, 22. For if you carefully keep all these commandments, which I command you to do, to love the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, and to hold fast to him, amen. I'm going to read some more. Your walk, your lifestyle. Don't tell me you love God and you're going over where they, they're selling marijuana, crystal meth, uh, cocaine, crack cocaine, whatever they got, and liquor and whoremongering is going on. Don't tell me you, you're walking or, or your lifestyle is one of disobedience. You're going over somewhere where you know you're going to be tempted and you're going to fail in that temptation. Don't walk that way. Verse 22 is walk uh, is your lifestyle and you're walking that way because you love God. And you need to tell God, God, I want to go down over here. But I ain't going down over here because what they're doing over there, I might decide to go in. My flesh is too strong for me to go in there. Keep your Bibles right here in Deuteronomy chapter 11. Turn over to Galatians chapter 5 for just a second. And in Galatians chapter 5, it's going to tell you the spirit uh, 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 wrestles. Uh, uh, verse 16. Galatians chapter 5, I say then, this is the Apostle Paul to all us Christians now today, walk in the Spirit. Well, we're talking about walking obediently over there. Walk in the Spirit. Walk in the leading and the power of the Holy Ghost. I pray to God. I prayed. Y'all heard me pray. God, have your Spirit anoint me and help me teach, preach, explain your word in the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm just fat boy Eric. I can't do nothing. Without God. Amen. I can't do nothing without God. I cannot preach. I cannot talk. I cannot help anybody. I can only. I'm just here trying to be his mouthpiece. Amen. I say then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. What is the lust of the flesh? For me, I already told you what my flesh lusted after when I was a, 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 a living for the devil and out there in the world and so forth. Amen. You know what your flesh likes to do. By the way, it led up to you doing whatever you do now to get yourself in jail or prison. Amen. Your flesh. And, and it's not talking about this skin and bones. A little bit it is. It's more talking about your sin nature. You're not a sinner because you sin. You're a sinner because it is your nature like Adam to sin. Amen. And uh, uh, verse uh, 17 here says, for the flesh lust against the spirit. Your flesh is literally going to tell you to do something you're not supposed to do. 
All right. And the Holy Spirit's going to tell you the right thing to do. Tonight, we normally have Wednesday night service on Wednesday night. Tonight is Tuesday night. But because Thursday is Thanksgiving this week, we're going to have Wednesday night service on Tuesday. Why? Because people travel to other people's houses. People are cooking. Families are getting together on Wednesday night even for Thursday in preparation for it. All right. The Spirit's telling me, go to church tonight. Well, I got stuff to do for my master's program tonight. I got this. I got that. They're not necessarily evil or bad things to do. But you know what? People are important. Amen. My, 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 uh, uh, all my adult children, uh, 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 three sons and one daughter, all three of my sons and their wives and the, and the grandkids are all going to be at my house today. Amen. Two days before Thanksgiving. Amen. People are important. Yes, I'm going to go to church, but I ain't going to worry about my lessons. Uh, I'll have to do them on Thursday night or Friday or something like that or Saturday. They're going to have to wait. I'm, I got all day then to do it. Amen. But I'm going to love my family and they're going to love me. Amen. And we're going to get along and have a good time and glorify Christ. And, and we're, we're going to sit down at one point in time in the next couple of days. And we're all going to say what we're thankful for that God has blessed us with. I'm thankful for the walk. I'm thankful for being obedient. I'm thankful for the word. I'm thankful for the Holy Ghost to empower me to say no to the flesh. My children are adults now. They don't do everything I want them to do. Or they do some stuff I don't want them to do. I'm not talking about necessarily crimes. They just don't listen. They do stuff we think that's not wise. And sometimes it blows up in their face. And you say, well, gee, if you would just listen to me, I'm grown, mama and daddy. I want to do what I want to do. Let me, let me, let me live my life. You know, we ain't, we ain't doing outright. So you got to learn to calm down as a parent in these situations. But let me stay with 17. For the first lust against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. These are contrary to one another. Stay with what the Bible is saying. I'm telling you stories and anecdotes that relate to what the scripture is saying. These are contrary. What the flesh wants to do is wrong. What the spirit wants to do is right. The flesh will trick you. Well, we're just going to go down over there and we're going to tell them about getting saved. We're just going to go down there and read the Bible with them. We're just going to go down there and pray with them at the liquor house, at the dope house, where we used to hang out and all our old friends and all this other crazy nonsense. Let me tell you something. You're going to go down there and you're going to get high. Amen. You're going to get in your old life and you're going to get in some wicked sin. Amen. And then we're going to be back in jail or prison again. Amen. You know what? <laughs> the Bible says don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Amen. I didn't have to leave any of my unsaved friends. They left me. Because all I talked about is, let's go to church. Let's read the Bible. Let's live for God. They got tired of hearing it. Guess what happened? Ooh, they disappeared. Amen. They're not interested in God. I still love them. But you know what? I need to go with some people that are saved, that want to live for God. Amen. And I pray I'm preaching to a bunch of them right now. Go on back over to Deuteronomy chapter 11 and verse 22. We were reading down there. We're going to go to chapter 13 in a second. We only got about eight minutes left. And for if you carefully keep all these commandments, listen carefully and with a mindset of obedience, keep all these commandments, which I command you to do to love the Lord, your God, to walk in all his ways and hold fast to him. When it says walk, it's not talking about patting Charlie, your shoes. It's talking about your lifestyle. Amen. Talk about your lifestyle. Verse 23 
then the Lord will drive out all these nations, will drive out all these sinful behaviors that you got, amen, from before you and you will dispossess the greater and mightier nations than yourself. Things that you could never get away with, get, get rid of before you got saved, God will deliver them for you as you try to walk circumspectly or correctly to uh, God's commands, amen. Uh, I'm almost out of time, so let's go over to 13.3. I want to pray with you before we get done. I'm going to start at verse 1. If there arises among you a prophet, someone who says they're of God, whether they're a preacher or not, but some Christian person, or a dreamer of dreams, and he gives you a sign or a wonder, and the sign of the wonder uh, comes to pass, of which he spoke to you, saying, let us go after other gods. Let us follow somebody other than Jesus. And, and, and his miracle happened which you have not known, and it let us serve them. Verse 3, you shall not listen to the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams, for the Lord your God is testing you. God will allow some of your old unsaved friends or somebody you don't even know who seems to be spiritual, who's really a devil in disguise, a wolf in sheep's clothing, come to you and say, hey, let's do this, and I can show you I'm of God. I can create this special miracle. Don't follow him. During the seven-year tribulation in the book of the Revelation, the devil and the false prophet and the beast and all of them will do all these phony wake things. Amen. They'll do all that stuff. And it's all fake. Amen. It's all fake. God is allowing you to be tested. When you get out, you'll be tested right away. Make up your mind now. The answer is no. I'm not going to do it. Amen. I'm not going with them. I'll take them to church with me. I'll read the Bible with them. But we ain't doing that. Amen. In conclusion. Turn over to 1 Peter in the New Testament, chapter 5, verse 8. The Bible says in 1 Peter, chapter 5 and verse 8, Be sober, be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, is walking about seeking whom he may devour. He's checking you out, and he's seeing if you're somebody who won't listen and walk circumspectly, obediently, won't listen carefully, won't love God by being obedient, by listening carefully, by walking circumspectly with their lifestyle, and uh, um, loving God by discernment. Discernment. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, that's what it's talking about when it says be sober, be vigilant. Sober ain't talking about don't get high. Sober is talking about what thinking with a spiritual mind, thinking with the mind of God. Wait a minute, I ain't going with uh, Daryl Brown or William Davis, all them guys. We used to do all this stuff. I know they're not saved. If they're saying, let's go over here, let's go over there, well, let's just go bowling. Man, they're going to be licking and naked girls around, amen? Because they ain't changed, amen? Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, your opponent, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. When he says devour, he wants to destroy your testimony. He can't stop you from being saved, but he wants to ruin your testimony as a Christian. And then you're on your way to more time in jail or prison or family breakup and just destruction. And uh, so let's pray and call today. I hope I didn't give you too much today. I hope you wrote down the passages. It was uh, John 14, 15, Deuteronomy 11, 1, Deuteronomy 11, 13. Deuteronomy 11.22 and Deuteronomy 13.3.
And in, collusion, in conclusion, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant. God told you in the New Testament, observe what's going on around you so that you can uh, guard your heart for out of it the issues of life. God bless you. I hope this was a blessing to you. And uh, um, take it easy. I know you're in jail and it's Thanksgiving. You're going to get out of jail and you're going to go be with your family. Amen. Live life one day at a time. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your mercy and grace. Thank you for Jesus. If the Holy Spirit has spoken to your heart about what we were talking about today, loving God through obeying him, walking circumspectly, listening carefully, and, and, and all those things we were looking at, dear Heavenly Father, uh, 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 my friend uh, uh, there in jail, I pray you would pray to God right now and say, God, with your help, I'm going to do these things. Please pray to him and say that because that's what the Bible says for you to do. If you're not saved, pray this prayer. Father, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. Forgive me of my sin. I believe Jesus died and paid my sin debt. Please save me. Help me live for you. In Christ's name, God bless you. Hey, happy Thanksgiving. God bless you. Hope to see you next week. You pray for me, I'll pray for you. In Jesus' name, have a nice day. Where's John at? Over in the jail?